1: Once again, the No Chill Podcast is brought to you by Life Recovery Water, offering up three tasty, thirst-quenching blends guaranteed to refuel your body while satisfying your palate. All three flavors rehydrate the body with the necessary electrolytes such as potassium, magnesium, phosphorus, and calcium. These electrolyte properties are vital to any athlete or sports enthusiast after a tough workout or training session. Replenishing the body with an all-natural product is always the best form of recovery. Life Recovery Water. Go get some today. On this episode of the No Show Podcast, we dive into the world that exists for athletes outside of the arena. We're joined by the 14-season veteran championship winner and a guy who weathered the storm on and off the court, Matt Barnes. Our guy at Gilbert Arenas, along with Matt, both established themselves as pros and also figured out how to walk the line and live the life. For young guys, they share some wisdom as to how to keep things in perspective and how to prioritize your life as a pro. They also look back on their era and how social media and celebrity culture have only magnified the expectations on an athlete. It's a unique lens these guys offer a look through and a side of the game that really isn't shared enough. So enjoy it and thank you for your support of the No Chill Podcast. We're glad you like it and have more good things to come so stay tuned. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud along with the No Chill channel on YouTube. Mentorship episode. This men- okay. mentorship, <laughs> the winner's circle. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you guys, you guys lived a life. Yeah, I had fun. Been through I, I some some wars, really. Man, all public too, nothing private. Not everybody can do that. I mean, when just you're the- when you're a celebrity, is, your private life is gone. Yeah, but it, we've seen some people that microscope just ruins you
0: if you're not prepared you or out. ready for it and you don't have a team that can keep you out of the limelight um yeah, you can't get ate up by the the exposure
2: i just think you can't take yourself too serious man you know what i mean like like gil said once you allow them in they're in for good in for life but uh you know you got to be able to sit back and laugh and just understand no matter what you do people are going to have a problem with so you know i'm if you don't like what I fuck you, I don't live my life for you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I think once you can take a step back and understand that regardless, you're going to be criticized and talked about and you're going to be painted as this person. You know, as long as your inner circle knows what you're about,
0: that's the piece you got to live with. I was told by, you know, Ted Leonis, it's one of our only conversations. Um, He's the owner of the Washington Wizards. When I was coming back, you know, me and him sat down and had a conversation. And he said... um, This world has ran off of 10, 10, 80. He said, 10% of the people, no matter what the fuck you do, are going to hate you. They don't know why they hate you. They're going to figure out why they hate you.
2: Make up a reason.
0: 10% is going to love you no matter what. When you look at your social media, those two are the ones you see the most. He said the 80% is the key. The 80%, they like you if you're doing something they like if they don't like something, they don't like it. He said. So you rarely see them, but those are the ones you focus on. Those are the ones that you know that matter in the masses. He said. When you see people writing, "I hate you," but no matter what you do, they're going to keep writing that. You know. So those are the ones you don't focus on. Focus on the. But it's like 80%. they're the loudest. Yeah, the loudest ones are the the ten percent mm-hmm. for you or against you.
1: Mm-hmm. We like to hear from that loud 10% that's nice, actually. Like, that's cool. That's, the, that's good feedback, but... No, no it's the 80%. 80, yeah. It's the 80%, 80%. that's Because really you got to
0: remember, the 10%, they're, like, they're going to like you no matter what. That's, mm-hmm. Like, I'm a Penny Hardaway fan. There's nothing you can tell me that's going to change my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, fuck you. But I it's mean, like, <laughs> I don't care yeah. fuck what
1: comes out. That's my dude. But shit, you can't make everyone happy. Right?
0: No, that's what I'm saying. No. no, not
2: by any means. You shouldn't try to.
1: So, at this point, we we said it's about mentorship. The young guys that you talk to, what's the best piece of advice you can give them? Oh, man. Just, it's a business,
2: first and foremost, and I think now more than ever, there's just so many eyes and so many cameras, and, 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 you know, anybody is a reporter now, you know, with their phone, so you really got to watch, watch your back, you know, watch yourself. Uh, It's... Treat it like a business. Enjoy it, but, but but definitely just treat it like a business.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, with social media, you know, everywhere you are, someone can be recording you secretly. I mean, it. this is a hard time for, you know, any celeb because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's if you're smart enough, you can manipulate it and, you know,
1: have it work for you. Use it to your advantage. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, you know, like the Kardashian <laughs> brand. I mean, you know, that's, that's a funny brand because... You only see them when you they want you to, you know, and that's the weird part is like we've seen so many relationships that, you know, those girls go through, but you've never seen them or heard them partying and out. Popping ass anywhere, but they meeting all the dudes that's popping ass. You know, mm-hmm. that's you know. So it's like, where are you meeting these guys? That because we've never seen no one report that you're at a club here mm-hmm. and here and here and here and here. Like, you, there's rare moments of seeing you guys, and you guys then they didn't have a L. A. No, they. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, serious.
2: Now they control. They do a great job of controlling their narrative. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like you said, they they put out what they want to put out you know whether it be true false or whatever situation it doesn't matter but they put out what they want to put out they're always ahead of you know anything they that, that they run into and uh, you know they're going to be one of those I mean how we got talking about but they're going to be one of those legendary talked about families yeah. like the kardashians if you think about it you scroll ahead 50 years they're going to be talking about you know the kardashians mm-hmm. so it's they won they use that platform to their advantage to grow, you know, multi, you know, that family's, you know, probably
1: worth a couple billion now because of, you know, the platforms they've been able to take advantage of. But they've reached that ultimate rung of the ladder to where they control not just the narrative, but the content. Oh, there's no they question. You can get away with that. They control the content.
2: They control. Yeah. They almost mm-hmm. control society. Right. You know what I mean? With, you know, the, the products they're, they're putting out and making. And, and, and I mean, the, 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 I, I respect what the hell they got going on as far as how they make their money because they won at the end of the day. It's an empire.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, when you when you look at on the, the sports side, you know, you got to look at someone like, you know, LeBron and, you know, his image and what Brady, you know, you don't know what these guys' lives are mm-hmm. outside of what they allow you to see. And that's kind of, you know, rare when you know, you're in you're in a society where Everyone can record you. Anytime you move, they can record you. So it's kind of, it's kinda impressive to see, you know, two guys, you know, even, you know, Tiger Woods, like big guy, Mayweather. You don't really see much of them outside of what they post on their social media. You know, you don't see rare footage of, you know. I've never before seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. that. You've never seen that. And it's kind of, it's kind of weird that, you know, especially like somebody like Money May, like, to us, you come off as a wild guy. <clears throat> But no one's ever seen you right. do anything. Why? Because you know they're out living, yeah. living their lives yes.
2: like how everyone else does. They just – they're able to control that narrative
1: still, and, and that's special that's, you yeah. know, when, you, when you get there.
2: When you but, Matt, like
1: you, you said, you own it, and those guys keep a mystique about themselves, which is different. That's, that's like the 1%. But for most athletes, you ha- you're involved in so many things that you want to put yourself out there so people know more about you to get yourself more opportunities. Um, and I think for young guys, they can get they can put that ahead of things. Like the priority, right, is your right. job. Yeah, absolutely.
2: When you when you do your job the right way, everything else comes along. But I think you know now with with social media, people skip steps. You know what I mean? They're they're more caught up at being a fashion week or being somewhere and doing this, not understanding that when you take care of your game on the court, that all that stuff comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you see you know some guys burn out, wash out because they don't understand that you know this is a job and there's this is, what, 420, 430 in the whole world, and the world wants to play this game, you know? So, you know, you
1: slip up here and there, you're going to be going. Man,
0: one bad something, you can be sitting on outs.
1: <laughs> How do you balance that then? So if you have – I mean, the benefit of an athlete's qu- schedule is that you're up early, you train, you get that out of the way, you can do shit at night. You can't really – I mean, you can't stay out late. But
0: you got to remember this. <clears throat> yeah, you're battling 420, And millions, (laughs) like 420 make it, but there's millions chasing the dream, chasing you. Like I remember every training camp, I thought, you know, the backup point guard was coming from my position. No matter what, what kind of contract I signed, no matter how much I was making, I felt he was coming after my position so he can be the max player. And that's how I practice and played and practice against them. Like you're never gonna, I'm not gonna let you beat me in practice ever, because I don't want to give you that confidence. Mm-hmm. Because once you get that confidence, it's hard to reel that shit back in. Yeah. You know, now you have him, you have the 14th man trying to be the 13th man. I mean, there's, there's, you know, you, you got to understand, there's hunger coming after you. And if you're not, if you're not consistently hungry and consistently trying to get better, you you will come in and go out. You know, you, you just got to stay. You got you to gotta remember what's – your sport is first, everything comes after.
1: And it's also what you can handle, right? Like you look at a guy like, like Westbrook, you rarely see him do a lot outside of the court. I mean, he has his old fashion persona, and, um, you know, he doesn't do a lot of press. But on the court, he takes care of business, and I think he is, he's one of those guys that you know is super motivated.
0: You know what's funny? It's, it's weird that when you think about athletes – Period. You don't really... I mean, the only athlete you see out and about is, what, Odell Beckham. <laughs> and other than that, you don't really see... You don't know what Curry does. <laughs> you don't know what <laughs> Katie does, Westbrook. You know, but that's what, you know, most athletes are. you know, their homebodies or... They know... We, we're in a light 24-7, playing in arenas. We know how to disappear when it's time to disappear. You know, We we understand that part. We know you know uh shit you know there's there's a club going on over here you know Papa Rice is going to be there let me go on here go to this other little spot
2: or just understand you know how to work the and let me i'm going to come in through the back mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm going to sit in the corner uh you know there's there, being in i have been in L.A. since I was uh, you know 18 going to UCLA so learning out early in being visual and being out and about and Being caught everywhere was, you know, an early thing. And I think as you get older, you understand just how you have to move. Because, I mean, we're human. We still want to move. We still want to do things. but We just realize we can't put ourselves in those kind of situations night in, night out. Um, You know, especially because if you're someone out there doing it, going hard, and then your performance isn't well, that's going to be the first thing they point at. You know what I mean? That's going to be the first thing they attack. So you just have to understand, you know, how to move, where to move, um, and what to do, really. And you can still do it. And a lot of guys do it successfully. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the young guys, I remember Andre Blasch and they used to park lot pimp. They didn't go inside the club. They just, right. <laughs> they just drive up as soon as the club's over with and pull it from there. They'd never seen. <laughs> that was a smart way. You know, when I was in a club, I didn't, you know... I used to hate when that sparkler game came out. Would, oh, my bottles yeah. never came. With no, no, don't don't bring no, don't bitch don't bring me nothing no. with the sparkle or,
2: or the DJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like some motherfuckers can't wait to. So and so's <laughs> in the building. Like no, bro. Like I bad, don't yeah. want nobody to no, know I'm not even no, here. There. Come on, man. I'm not here. Unless you know? want. that. there
1: are guys that want. Look, absolutely guys look want for that. that. Yeah, yeah, You know, what I mean, you know some look for it.
2: You know, I think you know what's weird is, you know I played both sports growing up and I kind of found and this is no knock on football players and now it's a different error i think because people are more recognized but i always kind of found like the football players when we'd go to clubs were the ones that had the bottles and wanted to to, to do all because they had the helmets on so unless they were super superstars you really didn't know who they were they could be the best one of the some of the best players in the world sitting right next to you and you don't really know that so that's why they had a bunch of jewelry on and they ordered 20 bottles with motherfucking real life fireworks (laughs) you know what i mean just because they kind of wanted to be okay this is that could I'm you know I'm a I'm an all pro making twenty million dollars a year, but you wouldn't know that unless, you know, there's a lot of yeah. attention going on. And I think basketball players are different because even if you're the 14th man, you're still visibly seen on ESPN consistently and, and people still know your name because there's nothing blocking your face.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the ba- that, that was the battle between basketball and football in yeah. the club. Like mm-hmm. you know, you buy a bottle, you see someone over there by ten, you know, like, who the fuck I don't know do you know Edron James who the fuck is that you know number 20 oh him I, give me 20 bottles like what he's talking about you know you, you end up doing that to the yeah you the club competition but
2: see I never got in that company. I was just in the corner with my hood on smoking so you guys can have that bottle competition I'm gonna go ahead and smoke these little joints over here and get in and out and grab a couple of chicks and bounce
0: I remember yeah. I did the bottle thing once in Miami so you know I was with Antoine it was his girl's birthday mm-hmm. so you know order five bottles you know one for each of us the guy behind me Orders 10. What the fuck is that? Uh, you know what? Uh, give me 15. You know? Order another 10. I said, give me 20 and then give me all the Fiji water in the building. I don't want that <laughs> motherfucker to have none. And then bring it out like a choo-choo train. So they're, they're bringing it out like a choo-choo Bought all the bottles of water. Right? So at the end of the night, he says, yeah, I got you to spend $50,000. i am the club promoter. This is my party. I said, you didn't get me to do anything. <laughs> I'm rich. I can do that. <laughs> you're the club promoter, all right? It's my all right? You can't now. afford it. you just wasted all the little money you was going right. right. to get trying to get me to spend 50000 right. Shit, I'm going to do this tomorrow. Fuck right. <laughs> <laughs> wrong that's with shit. You didn't right. get me to do nothing. That's funny.
1: <laughs> it's funny, man. You mentioned college and I think that's where it starts now. Like, that exposure to the lifestyle to where when you're in high school you, you have, your time is really accounted for so much but when you go on your own in college it's like, I have yeah. freedom now.
0: I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't. I don't. College, you, you really don't have money like that. You really don't have the exposure of. Par- I mean, it's That's just just the party it's, life. I mean, you it's just a party. A, I mean, the party. It's the party life. Yeah. But you know that, that.
1: But Arizona is absolutely a party. Yeah,
0: school. but it ain't my type of party. Mm. You know what I mean? What's it's the, foam which, pits what, and what, all that. What, what's your type of party? I mean, it's just you know hip hop parties, you know, just phone pits. You know, I don't. I'm not in that mosh pits and shit like that. I know what that shit. Was. It was a little
2: different, you know. Actually, being out here because you know, shit, sunset is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Hollywood is here, so we were at you know 17, 18, running around in these clubs, and then we were in Westwood doing what we did. So it, it it was definitely different for us. You know, me coming from uh, up north and coming down here and just being, you know, one year I'm in high school, next year. You know, this is. I remember the, one of the first times I went out, I seen uh, Wesley Snipes and Blade was out. You know what I mean? Blade was everything. And I'm the motherfucker was in the club with his little cut. And I seen this haircut underneath his little hat. I'm just like, you know, it was crazy because it really it really was a jump. You know what I mean? Just in, in a year, like, my life had changed from a standpoint of, you know, now I'm mixing with, you know, the Hollywood elite. and it, And it was different. But now with, you know, like I said, with social media, now you have kids coming, into college with more following than the actual school. You know what <laughs> I mean, like Zion. Went, this is no disrespect to Duke, but you know, that Zion Williams went in there with you know with his own him being <laughs> almost you, own, know, was, yeah, you yeah. know not not bigger than Duke. I'm not try, trying to say that, but you know, they have the following and they have a lot of people behind them and what's going on, and that's what makes it different. You know, back in our day, we can kind of come in and slide and and, and learn the ways and make a few mistakes along the ways and, and not really get in too much trouble, but now. You know, from the second you walk in the door shit before you even got there, you know, high school, you're, you're under a microscope. So it, it's tough for these kids. And, you know, raising my kids now with my 10 year old boys, you know, I kind of just always trying to make them aware of their surroundings. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? No matter what you do, people are going to be watching you, talking about you. So always be aware of that, because this is something you need to learn now, because <clears throat> when money's on the line, you want to know how to move around when, you know, I'm not here to tell you.
1: Mm-hmm. And speaking of trouble how about when it comes to women? Because it's totally different. When things are coming at you, like you're not, you're, you're a visible individual. <laughs> you're, laughing at you're a visible individual, right? So you're getting way more attention than you ever knew before. It's been talk, still in college.
0: Well, it's not really. I mean, if you're an NBA player, if, uh, any athlete, you got to remember, if you want to call them groupies, fun girls, whatever, they're going to find you. They know who you are. That's why I never wore jewelry. Like, I thought jewelry attracted the wrong attention. You know, most guys wear jewelry because you're trying to pick up the women. You know, the women get to see it. But to me, it, it, the wrong people were looking at me. Like, if I'm a franchise guy, I'm the man in the city. The, the women know me already as soon as I walk in. So I don't need to put on the jewels because the jewels going to get my head hit. You know, so I don't want to sit here with 15 bodyguards protecting me because I got on jewelry like nah i can leave my jewelry home if you're gonna rob me you're gonna take my credit card okay i'm gonna get that money back anyway so ain't no point you know so now you have you know the social media girls which is now you're accessible to all the women in the world i got five kids so i mean i probably would have had a lot more (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, mean, I, got, you know, I got two and one due next week, so, uh, you know, it, it, it's a lot different, you know what I mean? I couldn't imagine, can you imagine being at Arizona or at UCLA on Instagram? Like, I couldn't imagine, like, because we'd always go in these other cities and not know what's going on, but mm-hmm. you could line something up in Arizona and yeah. Oregon and, walk, like, you can line it up now. That's like, what like, you know, line it up, like, that's crazy. the... you know, it's crazy. Like, with social media now, like, you could really, you don't need the club. You know what I mean? Because you could put in something to find out who's in the club, in the area, whatever, and then, you know, kind of like, you know, dart picks, you know, <laughs> throw right. darts, you know what I mean? Like you really don't need it now. So that's what I'm saying. It, it comes – you just got to learn the game, man, and understand the game. And, and like I said, I, me as a father, that that's the one thing because it's changed so drastically from the time, you know, when I entered college and through the NBA and what it is now. And, you know, with my boys being in fourth grade now and, you know, for the first time – maybe like a month ago I went and picked them up I'm like dad we want to stay I said why the fourth grade girls got a game I said oh shit <laughs> okay. yeah. it's starting you know what I mean so I'm in there sitting and then both my boys and a couple of their friends stayed and then I end up sitting next to uh, the little girl's family who likes one of my sons and oh yeah you know she's always speaking about Carter and Carter is everything and Carter is this this and that and I'm just like oh so you know it's starting now so you really got to start preparing them for like what it is so th- then we were leaving that game and one of the like, there was the boys are saying bye to everyone, and uh, one parent's like, "Yeah, you, everyone really knows you guys, huh?" And one of my sons like, "Yeah, we're probably the most popular kids in Fort grade. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like you really got to really start preparing them and, and 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 humbling them, and like I said, yeah. make them aware of their surroundings because it's a cold world now, man. You know what I mean? And and, and people like he's like you said that ten percent they want to take you down, they want to see you fall, and, they want to see you suffer,
0: and. That's when I started backing out of the limelight. You know, I was on, you know, when Twitter came, I, I shot out the gate when, <laughs> when strong. when you know, when, when social media, you know, I was one of the first bloggers. So I was, I was ahead of the game, but I seen something coming that I didn't like. Access to your significant other. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't like that. So I can go to the strip club and we can pull the little girls and do our little thing and keep that whole world separate because you're in that city. I don't have to hit you back until I get back to that city or fly you to another city. Now, if they get mad at you, they can just DM your whole family, like you, <laughs> like. I, and then that's when I was like, "Scary, yeah." I mean, Let <laughs> me go
1: ahead and just get out of this whole little light. Why did you get into that in the first place? At that time,
0: Blonde? it was new. It was different. I just seen a. I was I was ahead of the curve, you sure. know. Just a, a way to to reach you know to reach fans that was that personally didn't know me, but follow the NBA and follow, you know, just getting a voice out there because, you know, Kobe, Iverson, you know, we ha- there's fans, but, you know, you have your own individual fan. You have your own fan base. So me being on the NBA website, you know, they probably wasn't my fans, but now they're fans because they like the story I told. Now they want to watch. And, mm-hmm. you know, just a way to just get the brand, my brand out there is the reason I did. Yeah,
2: it. I, I think it's great to be able to tell your own story. You know what I mean? Because like I said, it, they, they get a glimpse of us. And, you know, they get some glimpses of more of us because fucking TMZ. But, you know what I mean? They There's a narrative or a story they paint. You know what I mean? So to be able to step... I always say social media you know probably been the best and worst thing for society You know for several different reasons. But I think from a positive note, you really finally get to put who you are. I think really it's crazy that after I've you know, played my whole career that... I'm able to finally tell my story and I'm getting more endorsements now once I'm playing and more opportunities now than I did play because, like I said, I think that I was just painted as an asshole or a thug or the bad guy or whatever it was, but no one really knew the meaning behind it or my passion, my drive, my heart. So now that I'm done playing and you get to see more of my life, more, more of my day-to-day, more of what I'm like, more of what I'm into, it really, you know, like 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 Gil said, it opens it up and you really be able to tell who you are as a person and that's how in society now is, you know, through that kind of stuff, is how you really
1: are able to capitalize and make more money. Yep. <clears throat> and at that time, mid-2000s, say, I don't think athletes endure, They embrace social media at that point yet. because fact, was, they didn't have time for it. They don't know, want to be bothered it, no, with it. No,
0: we have time. See, we, we didn't understand it right because we didn't know what it was, you know, for the most of us. What ended up happening is you look at reporters every single day the ones that like you, the ones that didn't like you, the one that was playing their angle. And then you read their articles. And like, I didn't say that. You know? So, you know, they can spin stuff. And this is what I hate about I hated most reporters for. You will spin it instead of the rest of you guys checking the fact of it, you guys just run that same story. You know, now you have social media, a guy can correct that story. Clear his story. name, right? He can correct it, he can clear it, he can say what he f- Actually felt instead of some, some, some media guy who who has a hard on for you just sitting there Trying writing a the narrative. You over. Yeah,
2: well, I think now it's, it's too. It's really important to be able to do that because now with media, it's not about being right; it's about being first. first. You know, whoever can break the story. And like I said, we're all all of us here are reporters. Tech, you know. Technically, you know, you put your phone up and you got a little bit of cloud, and you post a viral uh, a video that's going to go viral. You're technically a your reporter, so I think it's very important because they don't give a fuck about the facts, you know. And in the long term damage, they can be caught. You know, you just saw some some yesterday about Travis Scott allegedly cheating on someone, and then now it's photoshopped, and so there's a bunch of different stories. But before if that story broke, it would just have to kind of sit there and fester mm-hmm. without him being able to come out and say anything and clear his name or justify or whatever whatever happened. Because like I said, there's just a lot of people that. You know, once you get to a certain point in your life, they don't want to see you do well. For whatever reason, they may not even know you at all, but they just don't want to see you do well. Well, it's like we build you up to be
0: a hero. Be pull we you love down. you for that time. When you look at social, social sites, you got to understand what they are. They're getting paid to take money out of your pocket, technically. You know, so, you know, like the Ray Rice in the TMZ. The only thing TMZ did was take this man's career from him. Every story they break that has something to do with someone, they're taking money out of that person's pocket, putting it in theirs. That's all it is. So you're fighting. You're you're sitting like you really do have to be careful. So I can see why some guys just say, "Fuck this. I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm I'm not going to do anything." Because at the end of the day, every bad story that's ran, that person's getting paid. You're not.
2: And even if the story's wrong, you know what I mean, and you're able to come back like the, when the big story—I remember just all kinds of shit. You would always break about, you know, when well, my relationship or a fight or situation like this. And when they when you're corrected, when when the story's corrected and the actual facts come out, that's never really talked about. You know, yep. they're just that main headline of you did so and so to so and so, and this happened to you. I remember uh, me and Boogie Cousins were in, you know in a little altercation in New York, and you know it, the the headline was found guilty. And, but it was, it was found guilty of like I forgot what the, even the term was it was basically arguing in public but it said found guilty of nightclub brawl and I'm just like I wasn't found I was charged with two felonies that night I didn't get caught charged with anything when it came down to it but it's just like the headline was found guilty and it's just like Oh, you—you know—you got hit with felonies, and you beat up a girl, and you did that. Like I didn't do none of that shit. You know what I mean? That's not the story, but that's the main, like the, the bigger platform. You know, ran that story, and that's what people think. Right? Completely. We 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 gravitate
1: <clears throat> towards the scoop and the scandal.
0: Yes, and, and what's so funny is <clears throat> the biggest scoop and scandal with me was the gun thing, right? Right. People don't realize I spent zero time in a suspension for the gun. I got suspended for detrimental to the team. Because of what I was doing during the, uh, the national, uh, not the national, the that pregame. Now, yeah. That's what I got suspended for. I got suspended for detrimental to the team. Did Never you, got suspended for guns because a gun charge.
2: They, they announced your name and you came out blazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so a gun charge in the NBA, mine would have been one to three games, but they ran a story so big that they couldn't suspend me for that because it had been one to three games. There would have been too many questions. So they suspended me for detrimental saying oh he's mentally not stable so they can hold that whole time over me so they can say well I don't think you're ready yet and that's why it was uh, 50 games but I never got suspended for guns in the locker room because I never touched a gun in that locker room you know
1: but back to the headline and what people they don't read the story they just read the headline so they they read and they think what they want to think they don't
0: yeah, I mean, the, the but that's what I said, there's never a correction, but, you know, you got to understand how to play play it, too, you know. Um, like right now with the, the white thing, you know, he asked me, he said, what should I do? I mean, at this point, it's already ran its course, so wait till the legal team kick in. Once you, you know, hit the person with, you know, fraudulent filing chart, then laugh. Laugh at everybody. Mm-hmm. But right now, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. It's already ran its course, you know. Um,
2: and that's no. the unfortunate part. You just got Dwight had to sit back and just kind of take that, you know, whether it's true, false, whatever the situation may be. His story wasn't no matter what he said, it wasn't going to outweigh the, the storm that already hit him and his family. And, and that's the unfortunate thing people don't realize like, it's never just you, you know what I mean? He's got kids, he's got baby mamas, he's got mom and dad, like, there's a lot that comes with it, you know what I mean? So, if it's all a lie, you just kind of have to sit back, unfortunately, because at the time as crazy was going on, on every outlet, it was just like he would have said something and it, it wouldn't have done anything.
0: Yeah, and you know what's so funny? It was one of those things because he's asking me and and I'm trying to figure out like what would I do? Well, no matter what he did, it would have been terrible because if he would have attacked, oh, see, listen, he's, he's attacking defensive. trannies. He's, he's defensive. defensive. He's attacking trannies and gays now. Look at him. He doesn't like the gay community. Like no matter how he's, no matter what he did. so all, No win. No, so all he has to do now is you're just going to sue, do the legal thing, and then laugh after. Make whatever joke. I, 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 I treat it like this. I don't give a fuck what the charge is. If I'm innocent, fuck you. I'm going to say whatever the fuck I that want. That we know. That you we know, see, I'm going right? to say whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, I, you're not going to force me to behave in a proper way just because of the, the charge if I'm innocent. Yeah, if I'm guilty, yeah, I'm going to let my legal team, you know, we're going to figure this out, you know, do what, you know, everyone else is doing. No, 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 no. Fuck this bitch. Fuck a stinky ass kid. Like, I'm going to say, I'm innocent. I don't give a
1: fuck what. I, I'm innocent, so fuck you and yeah. the, the horse you rode yeah, in for. Yeah. But that's, you know, is that in Dwight's character to, to no. handle like that? No. No,
0: no, no. He's, you know what? Technically, he's more upset with the athletes who laugh than <laughs> then the public. He don't give a fuck about the public. You know, it's, it's more of the athlete. Like, these are my brothers. Like, they should know me. You know, it's, it's one of those
1: things. And they should know how it goes. Yeah. But also, I think the thing about athletes, you, you trust your instincts, right? So athletes have the ability to focus better, I think, than anybody on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. And then you think of what you deal with from getting heckled, getting booed, you know, people writing shit about you. So you have the ability to block all that out. And then I think you in a situation like this, or when negative things find their way to you, you block them out. You trust your instincts.
2: I think what kind of hurt him, too, is he has an injury now, too, and they're, you know, equivalating that the injury came from something that, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it's just so... Because, like, normally... All the shit we've been through, we've always had that two and a half hours of peace. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck what no one's saying about my life when I'm out there on the basketball mm-hmm. court. You know what I mean? That's our time to get away. Whether it's practice, whether it's a game, like that's, we're able to block the world out. And he doesn't have that escape right yeah. now. You know what I mean? So just day to day, you know, he's listening to people talk crazy, and then, you know now he's hurt and allegedly, the, you know, the injuries because of you know what everyone's saying. So it's just he's in a tough place right now. You know what I mean? And, and it's unfortunate because, like you said, it's something. I mean, and Dwight is a friend of mine. I laughed. You know what I mean? Not to be disrespectful, not to hurt his feelings, because I no matter what I stand behind the he's a, you know, he's a good guy, he's a former teammate. <clears throat> Whatever he chooses to do is what he chooses to do. So it wasn't from a standpoint of like, damn, what the hell is going on? I just, you know, some of the stuff i seen, I laughed. And it was natural. I'm sure some of the crazy stuff people have seen about me fighting my, you know, my former teammate and going through all this shit. They probably laughed too. And it wasn't to hurt me. It was just some of the, sometimes you have to be able to laugh at yourself because the shit is just so fucking
0: outlandish. You like know this I mean? is it. Like some, like keep <clears throat> He showed me, he sent me some, so Dwight sent me something, and <laughs> it was the reincarnation of, of a scene in Friday, right? And he said, w- w- what should I do about this, right? I said, Dwight, you got to laugh, because that, that was just stunning. Oh,
2: they made a meme about him?
0: No, they did the whole, the whole scene of Craig Day Day and Miss, what's her name, coming to the door. Like, you, you owe the rent money, oh, yeah, Damon's yeah, coming, yeah, yeah. and they changed Damon's <laughs> name to Dwight, <laughs> You know, and I'm like, well, I mean, but, but, but I, that that true, yeah. okay, that's funny. The internet is undefeated. Yeah, yeah no, that's what I said. I said you know, sometimes you just gotta you yeah. just gotta laugh. There's really nothing you can do because the the, the angrier you get. They just keep coming, you know, like that 10 percent is going to keep coming. They found a way in. I mean, so it's one of those things where you have to be able to laugh at yourself. And then when the facts come out, then laugh harder, and then laugh harder.
2: I mean, Gil's mastered that, you know what I mean? And and I've taken, you know, a a few things out of his book, you know, with, with with us dealing with our exes is they'll put the most crazy shit out there about us in the world wants to believe it instantly, you know what I mean? And then we kind of sit back and go through the process, and then when we're done, like, oh, now you want to laugh at your baby mama. Now you it wasn't that, but they didn't give a shit when they were trying to destroy us or do whatever they were trying to do to us. But then when the courts find that they were wrong and we were right, we're going to ha- naturally be excited for each other. You know, we, we congratulate each other all the time, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes socially, sometimes via text, but... You know, when you go through a lot and you see people constantly trying to come at you and do crazy things, that's just what our baby mom, but I'm just talking about life in general, sometimes you need to celebrate. You know what I mean? Like, I, like they really, crazy, they really laugh, tried me. laugh, yeah. but they really tried to get me. You know what I mean? So sometimes you just, you have to be able to, to laugh and not take yourself serious, because if you take shit serious, the, the world will eat you up, man. Yeah.
1: But it's also when it comes to sports, you can miss a shot. You can miss free throws. You can come up short in a situation, lose a championship. just a game it's over but when it's your personal life like you said when you have family you know that's a nerve that you you have to protect
0: yeah what's so funny is when i first got on social media i got on social media i was just giving out you know shoes i was i gave out shoes after my breakup is when i had to see okay well this could end this could end real bad for me because you know then i didn't really remember I, i wasn't no chill at the time what ends up happening is you know what I know her style, I'm just going to beat her to it. I'm, I'm just going to beat. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to say the most outlandish shit. So whatever <laughs> she says doesn't even compare to the shit I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, that's when I started just hitting just, I mean, I've done, I didn't fuck with everyone. And, Basically. And I bounced back because I'm consistent. You know, I'm a consistent internet dickhead. So at this point, everyone when someone sees something like he said that, eh, eh, that's, that's, that right. <laughs> right his, that's right up his alley. So, you know, while me fighting, you know, fighting in court and doing all this, it became it became one thing that
2: you got to be able to laugh. Like I said, you got to be able to laugh. I think and really, you know, what just kept me and there were a few things that broke and and went south, but laughing and and knowing that the people around you know the truth and really just saying fuck everybody else you know what I mean getting high and just relaxing man like you can't I can't stress this enough man because like I said if you take everything so serious and you, you comment on every negative comment like it's gonna that's gonna be your whole entire life and it's gonna give you bad energy and it's gonna affect everything you know what I mean so in situations you just have to look at them like I said if, you, if, if it's the truth you know your truth and go fight that truth you know but at the end of the day
1: they're coming for you so you just gotta be prepared <laughs> yeah but it's also the importance of your inner circle and who you have around you, right?
0: I've, I've, never, really, I've never really had an inner circle because, I
1: mean, well, we're,
2: we were, we're close. Yeah, but it wasn't like, you know, you're talking about an inner circle with like you meant that be your Entourage, And I think me and him both have always moved kind of by ourselves. You know what I mean? Moved under the radar uh, for the most part with the things we do. So it wasn't really so much like everything I've done, and I fucked up, like, it was calculated. And I think he can say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's fought, like, it's not like we're just going to go out and do some crazy shit, like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Like, nah, if we out here doing some crazy shit, like, it's calculated <laughs> and we see the outcome still. Like, mm-hmm. we see the other side of it. And not too many people are able to do that, you know what I mean? Like, never perfect, don't claim to be, but if you see me doing some crazy shit, like, I thought about it. Like, I <laughs> thought about what was going to happen when I went and tried to fight Derek. You know what I mean? I called Gil, like, I called <laughs> Gil on the way over there, like, yo... You might have to have some bail money. Like, yeah, yeah, have? <laughs> like, just have some bail money ready for me. You know what I mean. So I thought about what could happen, but it to me at that time it didn't matter because he had crossed the line with my kids. You know what I mean. So you thought about it, but it was a quick decision. It wasn't even it crossed my mind. Like, could you get in trouble? You can get arrested. Uh, fuck all that. You know what right. I mean. Like none mm-hmm. of that played. Just and like I said, I was even laughing when I told him like, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. just have some <laughs> bail. You might have to have some bail. money. So it's just it's it, it's not like I said you, it, you control your narrative from a standpoint of you know. Everything you do is, is is thought through and understand the consequence on both sides and if
1: I choose to move forward and I've been in trouble with some stuff, but I thought about both sides deeply before I did it. But and in that situation, speaking of the inner circle, you had mm-hmm. Gil Ray mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Field your phone call.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah you didn't me, talk him out of it. Me and me and Matt didn't get close until like towards the end of our end of my career. You know, when you know, when I was playing, you know, 2004, or 5, 6, I was I was sheltered. I was, I stayed in Washington. I worked out. It was, you know, I wasn't, you know, I didn't come, I didn't come back West. You know, it's like once I was done, got hurt the lockout, you know, got to see, you know, got to see mad. We spent the the, the Thanksgiving together. Um, the,
2: the same one with Nick? They shouldn't let us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same know, one? Huh? The same one with Nick? No, no, that was the year before. Okay.
0: You know, this was the, the lockout year. Then, you know, I got to spend some time with him, figure out who he was. And then, you know, from there, you know, over the years, you know, we had the same pain.
2: <laughs> you know? <laughs> we went through the noble, like we went, you know, because they were sisters. You know what I mean? So we went through... He went through it first because he had the older sister. I went through it second because I had the younger sister. But at the same time, like we knew, like when i when this crazy shit was going on, I'm just like, damn. Or I would see what Gilbert's going through, and me knowing the truth behind the scene, it's just like, damn, she's really out here spinning this web. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, Gil comes back with some crazy shit. <laughs> I'm just like, oh well, now they know the truth. So it's just it's 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 you know, like I said, like we, we really bonded on that note, and then you know, and became friends. <clears throat> and if you weren't gonna say it, he was. Yeah, I, I think,
0: what's so funny yeah, I get is we both look at each other like we're crazy I'd be like, like oh shit, this is <laughs> shit. And I just said all oh, that motherfucker is a sicko
1: <laughs> and, and I know he's yeah, thinking the same, same thing,
2: thing. I think Gil, Gil probably says the craziest shit to the public because he made a lot of money fine, you know, in basketball <laughs> so he doesn't give a fuck about nothing you know what I mean like he's gonna speak his truth mine was more, I didn't make as much money obviously and I'm in a different standpoint where I'm still like I'm good, but I'm still out doing other things. And, you know, I can't say, I say some crazy shit, but I can't go way off the deep end. He doesn't care sometimes. And, and I think that's fit- why people love him, because he'll really speak yeah. in the yeah, his heart.
0: It, it's one of those things is like, if you're going to hate me, hate me because I'm telling you the truth. You know, you just don't like the way I'm saying it. You know, I can I can understand it. But don't hate me. Because you don't like what I'm saying. Because if I'm telling you the truth, like, this is the truth. Like, I'm not going to... Like, I, I think at this point, everyone knows if I say something, it's the truth. You know, they, they, they realize I'm not going to lie no matter, you know, no matter how I say it. I'm going to be speaking the facts.
2: They just I'm, don't like the delivery. They just don't like the it delivery. And the I'm not going to deliver
0: is. it anywhere else but how but I just feel. It, right. You know, and that's just...
2: That we both are. You know what I mean? I think that's why at the same time, like, we're hated by some, but I think we're loved by more because we're real, we're authentic, and we're true to ourselves. You know what I mean? Like I said, we're not always perfect. We do fuck up, and we've made plenty of mistakes, but we'll own our mistakes, but then we're going to keep it very real with you. Some people try to sugarcoat or deny the facts or just fucking lie, plain and simple. You know what I mean? But, you know, when you're not – I was. we were in court. It was funny. we were in court, we were talking and – it's hard to remember lies, you know what I mean? So there were situations <laughs> in, in in my court situation where she was, you know, my ex was getting strung out because there were so many different lies, and my lawyer was doing a great job of jumping from story to story. And then when I got on the stand, like, my story was straight. Like, I didn't have nothing to lie. Like, I'm telling you what the fuck happened. Straight up. Like, I'm not going to lie. So no matter how you ask that one question 18 times, you're going to get the same yeah. answer mm-hmm. because you can't confuse me. Like, the story is what happened. You know what I mean? But if... Vice versa, she's on the stand and he jumps from one question to this, and you said that yesterday, and you said that in your deposition, and this is what happened. It's, you know, what I mean, it's hard to remember all those lies. But when, you know, you keep it real and keep it up front, it's just it's just a lot easier, man.
0: I think I think when you know when we're dealing with you know tough situations, we're scared to to tell the truth or look bad. That's one thing I learned in court that I'm like when the video came. And she asked me the question, "What do you think?" And I laughed and said, I, "I think it's funny." Still, you know, it might piss the judge off, but when he has to make a decision on ethics, at least he knows I told the truth. Period. And you know, he looks and he hears that, like, "Oh, okay." I don't like it, but it's yeah, the truth. Yeah, he's, he's telling the truth. So when he has to weigh, okay, who, who's who? Who am I going to believe? You know, it's like, well, I don't believe her. She. She's done lied this whole single time. He's been telling the truth. Yeah. So I'm going to go with
1: what he's talking about. You guys, do you think you would have had this perspective <clears throat> had you not been through this kind of stuff? No.
2: No. I think everything, like all the hardships. And I, and, and when I say, because I've been going through, I mean, my relationship, and I realized, you know, once you open it up, you know, once we went on reality TV uh, with that first basketball-wise bullshit in 2011, I realized that, there was no such thing as privacy no more. So I can never be mad about what was said about me, my wife at the time, then my ex or my kids because I allowed the world into that. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> I was about to sneeze and lost my train of thought. Um, damn, I'm afraid I, what I you was. You allowed the say. world in. Yeah, just, just allowing the world in and having an understanding, man. That it's
1: well. What was your question though? Do you think you would have had that perspective oh, yeah. without but it?
2: You, you need it. You know what I mean? I, I think you grow from the pain. I think you grow from the mistakes. I think you grow from, you know, lies being told. You, you, you Everything you go through, you grow from. So if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't have the perspective or the views I have about certain things or an understanding or how I may approach my next relationship or situation or, you know, having another child soon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you just... You learn so much uh, at each step of the way that I would definitely not be the person I I am today if I didn't go through the hardships I've been through, not only with my ex, but just in life in general.
0: Yeah, if I had to tell young kids, young players coming up, watch out for, no, I can't tell you to watch out for shit. Because for you to grow, you got to, you know, fall and get up. You know that's just a part of life. Yeah, I can say, hey, the groupies are gonna come. Like some are gonna pretend to be, you know, great women. Some are not. Some are gonna be hoes and become great wives. I can't tell you which ones. Are, you have to find out for yourself. You know what I mean? I can't. You know, I can't tell you. You know how to live your life and what to look out for. Because if I do that, how are you gonna grow as a person, as a player? You know, I mean, I can, you know, you can teach a player how to play the game, but he only sees it out of his eyes once he hits that floor.
1: Do you think it's harder or easier for young guys nowadays to come up?
0: It's the same. I don't, I don't, there's no, what's, what's hard about it?
1: Are you talking about from
2: a basketball standpoint or just life in general? Life in general. I think it it might be harder just for the simple standpoint of like, you're always on camera now. You know, like I said, we can run through Tucson and I ran through Westwood doing some fucking crazy shit that would have been all over, you know, I mean, passed out drunk, underneath cars, throwing up, and then playing a game the next, you know what I mean? Like a lot of stuff that would never, you know, it's stories we laugh about in our group chat now, but like if you caught, you know what I mean, someone at UCLA, on you know they got him on someone's snapchat or on instagram doing what you know i was passed out underneath the car throwing up with my arm the only reason my friends found me because my arm was hanging out underneath the car and they saw like isn't that his arm and like woke me up but like if if that was on social media today it would be a fucking disaster you know what i mean so we almost not sheltered because we still had consequences stuff but we were able to do shit without we were still in our bubble you know, without the world finding out, so I, I would only say it's different from the standpoint of you really got to watch your ass off the court now more because you know everyone can see what you're doing.
0: See, I look at it a little different. <clears throat> I I think it's I, I think it's easier for them this, th- and this is why I say that because social media, right? Well, if a story breaks about me today, tomorrow it could be possibly out of the news cycle because someone else did some other shit around the world that 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 yeah. took it out of the yeah. limelight but before social media if i did something oh it ran for weeks <laughs> everyone came up with a news story they didn't have nothing to talk about they ran so now A athlete. If an athlete gets in trouble, an athlete don't have to get another athlete. It could be someone just retarded Mm -hmm. that did something. Something blew up over here and it went viral.
2: Well, that's just like Dwight's situation. You know what I mean? It was big for what two, three days, mm -hmm. and then something. You know, something else is going to come up. You know, there's going to be someone else's personal storm storm. that's going to come and and, you know allow some sunshine to come back in your life. Because, like I said, it's it's we're all the world is connected now, so you can't hide. And and, and humans are going to make mistakes. So someone else's you know either mistake or a lie or something else is going to take the headline. So I definitely agree with that standpoint of you know you just got to weather your store for a few days.
0: Mm-hmm. Just that, and that's what I said be, before. It was it ride was it out, bitch out. ride it out a week or two weeks before something you know like if I think if that Kobe thing was Ooh. in now, was here a lot different, it'd be a lot different because it would only break news when he had to go to trial. And it, it it hit the cycle that time. But other than that, you have, like, okay, the Dwight thing, then the Kareem Hunt thing. Then there's going to be something tomorrow, something the following day. So, you know, you do have, you know, time to breathe now because of the world. Of the it's time. just
1: how long it gets dragged up. Think of stupid shit like the Gate with Tom Brady. That dragged on for two years.
0: No, that I mean, the, no, the incident like, tried on for two but it wasn't in a news cycle for two years.
1: Off and on it was. It was no, now. not really.
0: It, when it first happened, it was in there for a couple of days. Then someone mentioned it three weeks later, and then a month later, a year later. It then, all led up and to then when, one thing. And then when it ended.
1: But what we care about is the, the, the gossip there. and the dirt. But mm-hmm. Like you guys are saying, weather the storm, no matter you, what yeah. the situation And you
2: don't want to... Uh, uh, the crazy thing about society now is they don't want to hear a happy story. Mm-mm. They don't want to see a happy yeah. couple. They don't want to see a happily married <laughs> family. They don't want to see a family. They want to see... Cheating and scandal and she's scandalous and she stole this or he cheated on her with it. Like they don't. That's what. That's what. That's what reality TV is driven on now. Like you don't. People. Unfortunately, we live in a society where people don't want to see you happy, no matter who you are or what level you are. There's very. There's a handful of people who genuinely care and want to see you do well. You know, the rest of the world is just like fuck. Uh, hopefully, they're. You know, they could do okay, but not better than me. Cheat, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know I mean, if they're doing better than me, fuck them.
0: Yeah, you have. You have two different types of styles. I mean, there's. You know, you have your. If you look at your Kevin Hart's and your The Rock, positive, you know, everything is positive. You know, they they have their, they have a group. And then you have ignorance that also has this group. I mean, it just depends on what you like. You know, I follow, you know, The Rock and Kevin Hart when I want to see positive stuff. And then I follow like 6, 9, 50 Cent, and, you know, just to see some asshole shit. You know, and that's just, you know, that's just the, the, the world we live in. I look at it like entertain me.
1: It's all entertainment. You know,
0: I, I don't want to, I when I go online, I don't want to see inspirational speaking stuff. <laughs> fuck what? I, no. Like, I don't need you to get me up for the moment. Now, get the fuck out of here. You do seminars. Don't put that shit on my social media. You know, I want to see assholes. I want to go back and forth. You know, that's what I, <laughs> I want to go back and forth. Like, I, I, I remember I went on to The Rock's page the other day and got pissed off. Because it was so good and so yeah. clean and so... Yeah, yeah he had... um it was uh, <laughs> sushi train. It was a cheat day. Yeah. So I said, Sundays, you know, what? Right? Yeah. it was a choo-choo train uh, of sushi and cookies. And I said, <laughs> you know what? Fuck all this shit, The Rock. Um, what is the rest of your diet like? Because this is actually yeah, yeah. a healthy meal for well, me. I think sushi's healthy, right? Yeah, that's right. a healthy meal for me. I feel am like doing something yeah, right. And it's, this is your cheat day. What the rest of your week look like? Because I'm trying to look like mm-hmm. you. And unfortunately, sushi and cookies is fucking my stomach up and I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> I done gained fucking 10 pounds that's fucking right. with sushi and cookies every Sunday. What does the rest of your shit look like? Yeah,
1: the rest of your week might be miserable. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to
0: be like that. You know, so I no, bad. He didn't respond, of course. <laughs> I'd love to hang out more. I gotta yeah, bell. You gotta roll. Yeah. Me too. Good. Not I'm fun, glad yeah. you cut this shit tonight. <laughs> yeah. I want to play some Fortnite and some football. I hate, yeah, no, I know I can come That's back how and we do, do more. But, Mentorship
1: uh, and yeah. control your schedule.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. No, I appreciate you, man. It was fun. I'll definitely come <laughs> back and do more. We have time just to sit. Maybe I can smoke. But we can get into some crazy stories. That's another I'm episode. With that Yeah, yeah I'm you, with you that. smoke?
0: Yeah. You did? You didn't tell me that
2: shit. We yeah. can smoke on the podcast? You didn't ask. Oh my god Sure
0: I'm sure What are they going to do Kick us out <laughs> <laughs> Alright
2: Alright This is just part one Catch part two It's going to be a little High <laughs> times episode <laughs> right. like
0: Part time be seen in Between both I'm like God damn it <laughs>